Hi, everyone. Dr. B here. Another episode of AskTheDentist.com. So I've been away from the mic for a little bit. My wife and I took a vacation, our first vacation since the beginning of COVID. We we didn't really figure that out until we got into the car and had driven 400 miles. We drove to the uh, north of Seattle. That's about 800 miles north of where we are. And then back down, we took our time. We visited a lot of different places. And I have to say that was very interesting. Uh, If you haven't already done so, I'd say get out. And the U.S. has changed a little bit. I don't want to get into it here, of course, but go out and take a look. And it's not all bad. Some of it's good. But uh, again, it was great to get out. And also, if the room sounds a little different than what you're used to listening to, I am down at my local public library, uh, which I have to admit don't come often, but I'm going to start coming more often. It's air conditioned. It's wonderful. Great magazines that I would never dream of paying for on a monthly basis. Great books, great resources. The internet is fast. I've got a view of the vineyards as I'm looking out of my private room here. I I don't want this to go away. So I would keep visiting your library. They've been empty for, you know, during the COVID year. Go down to your library, check out a book, sit down, read a magazine, read a newspaper that you normally wouldn't read. I highly, highly recommend it. So I hope You can't hear the air conditioning in the background. I I don't have as much control and all my sound treatment, but I I hope the sound is okay. Today, we are going to talk about geographic tongue. That's a big topic, and that question gets asked a lot. And I think it's because it's easily visible to a patient. And then I think a lot of patients, and and we see a lot of geographic tongue. It's It's a condition that is caused by our surroundings, poor nutrition, and and I'll get into all that. Um, But it's really definitely an epigenetic thing as much as it is anything else. There is a genetic component, but it is a condition of our surroundings. And that's obviously what we see a lot of these days. Our surroundings are not as good as they should be. So we'll talk about geographic tongue. It probably will be a little bit longer than usual, this podcast, because there is a lot to talk about. Kendra asks the question, and it opens up a whole can of worms. So here we go. Kendra, take it away. What is the real cause of geographic tongue? And is there anything that patients can do to help with the symptoms? So that's a great question. So cause and what can you do about geographic tongue? Again, as I said before, a lot of people ask this question. A lot of people are told when they go see the dentist that they have geographic tongue, but they don't get a lot of information about it. So I'm going to get into the cause, what to do about it, obviously, but I do I do want to kind of give you a lot of background on it so you understand it better. So geographic tongue, the reason it's named geographic tongue, you may want to know, I did in dental school, is that when you stick out your tongue, the pattern of the sign that you have geographic tongue, the pattern looks like an atlas when you're looking at a map. It, it has this kind of atlas-like looking formation. There's a there's a rash on your tongue and it's not covering the rash is not covering your entire tongue, but it looks like they're little continents. And then of course geographic can also refer to the fact that it moves. The this rash will look different each day because the patches are in different spots. So I, I think that should explain it. So what is geographic tongue? It's a condition let me start off by saying this. It's kind of like psoriasis and the reason I say that is because there is a connection and I'll get into that later. But Think of it as a condition, a skin condition or a surface condition of the tongue. You're going to get little pink and red, slightly depressed lesions with irregular elevated white and yellow borders, 
with the pink color of the tongue kind of showing through in between those lesions. And again, that gives it that kind of atlas-like look to it, map. So it's very easy to spot. Uh, a lot of people, even some dentists or our dentists, will call it uh, candidiasis, like a yeast infection. It is not that. And it could also occur off of the tongue. It can also occur on the buccal mucosa. Those are the cheeks. It doesn't get out to the, to the outer lips as much. And uh, it, it's easily diagnosed. If you were to go to the web, look up geographic tongue, take a look at a few pictures, and then stick out your tongue in a, in a really well-lit bathroom, for example, in front of the mirror, you would pretty much be able to diagnose it. So think patches on the surface of your tongue. Between the patches, you can see your regular tongue surface. Uh, again, these are kind of, think of them as islands or continents. And again, it will look different each day, the pattern. So it, it moves around. Maybe, maybe that's where the term geographic comes from, not from the, the atlas appearance. And patches and symptoms. It can be sometimes painful, but doesn't need to be painful. It is a form of inflammation in a way. It can be more inflamed in certain cases than others. 5% of individuals who have geographic tongue complain of sensitivity to spicy foods or hot foods, the, te the uh, temperature, when the lesions are active. What is the cause? This is complicated. The cause is unknown, uh, but there's more to it than that. Many researchers think that it is linked with psoriasis. Again, there's that connection. And psoriasis, as you know, is kind of immune response. But And more research, obviously, is needed. And because it's the mouth, and again, this is my opinion, not a lot of research gets done. There's more research, obviously, on psoriasis than, than there is in the mouth. You can hide what goes on in the mouth, but when it's on your skin, that's a, that's a different story. And of course, the same applies to solutions. There are a lot of solutions to psoriasis, but not a lot to geographic tongue because it's not as much of a cosmetic condition. Again, you can hide it. So, so back to cause. There are also hereditary connections and environmental connections. I mentioned that earlier, epigenetics. And this condition is benign always and localized, very localized, generally requiring no treatment except palliative. In other words, I recommend you know nutritional uh, supplements, and we'll, we'll get into that, and also a saltwater rinse, mouth taping, keep the saliva flow up, don't let your mouth dry out, stay away from really strong acidic foods, for example. I'm going to talk more about that. But it can be treated with steroid gels, which I don't like, and also antihistamine mouth rinses. Again, don't like. And I think most of you know where I'm going with that. You know me well enough to know that treating, treating the signs and symptoms is just, it's not a waste of time. It's palliative. Yes, it will give you some relief. But a lot of the time, it, it prevents us when we interact with our physician, our dentist, we think the job's been done. It hasn't. You have to look at the root cause, and I'm going to get into that now. The highest incidence of, of geographic tongue, as I said, I, I think I said before, it's between the 20 and 30 age group. I have a theory on that. I'm going to come back to that because there's a stress component. Women were more affected than men, almost two to one. I'm not so sure. I would say it's almost one to one, but that's what the studies show. You'll see a lot of allergy-related disorders along with geographic tongue. There's something, it, there's some connection between the histaminic response, that's the response to allergens, and, and geographic tongue. And again, that's why I think this could be allergy-related. And again, maybe you're allergic to something directly in the mouth, or it could be something elsewhere in the body. Again, there's that oral systemic connection. 
In some of these studies, actually, there's at least one study that demonstrates a significant coexistence of geographic tongue and fissured tongue. Fissured tongue is easily identifiable as well. It's a big fissure, chasm down the middle of your tongue and sometimes left and right of that, kind of fore and aft. And that also is easily seen, and you'll see it a lot with geographic tongue. Probably very similar in etiology, the source of it, and also for treatment. Again, I don't see that too often, but it's but that that association is there. Diabetes has been proposed to be a possible cause of geographic tongue. Makes a lot of sense. That could be that inflammatory reaction in the body that sets off the tongue, metabolic syndrome and diabetes set off a lot of things in the body. And one of them is, of course, gum disease. There's that connection between gum disease and diabetes, which comes first. They certainly both aggravate each other and, and kind of egg themselves on. If you have diabetes, you're, gonna, you're really going to get that cytokine release uh, around the, the, the tissue around and the connection of the tissue to the teeth and around the teeth. That's what the name periodontal means. It means around the tooth. It's a condition of that. So so that's kind of interesting. I'm I'm running through a, a, a long list and, and you'll start seeing some some commonalities here on that list, and that is that there are a lot of systemic diseases that could be related to geographic tongue. Does it irritate the geographic tongue? Is it the cause of the geographic tongue? Unknown, not sure, but they certainly are related. And if you have geographic tongue, you have to look globally, you have to look systemically, not just in the mouth. Make sure your dentist is not just treating the mouth. He should, he or she should be looking more, more systemically, more globally. So let's see what else. Here's an interesting thing. Again, this is the epigenetic component of this. Various studies have found an association between stress and geographic tongue. So stress can occur during both positive and negative time uh, changes in your life, such as divorce, death in the family, marriage. That can be stressful. Uh, separation, retirement. I can't picture retirement being that stressful, but it is. I've actually seen that in my patients. Pregnancy, that's a big one. You may be kind of stressed psychologically, certainly, the worry and the anxiety that goes along with pregnancy, but also hormonally during pregnancy and, and so on. So, so there, there's that. We've talked about diabetes, uh, hormonal imbalances. I just mentioned that. That can cause a lot of changes in heart rate. It can cause dry skin, uh, difficulty sleeping, weight loss, weight gain, sensitivity to hot and cold, let's see, a, a thirst, depression, and so on. But we see, we see it, it has been proposed, hormonal imbalances has been proposed to be a possible cause of geographic tongue. And that's a big one. That's hard to deal with. You know, what if you're not sleeping well? That's going to upset your hormonal balance. That will lead to geographic tongue. Again, it's always tightly connected and woven into this bigger, bigger picture. So there's never a simple solution when it comes to geographic tongue, but also anything in the body. If you are given a simple solution, chances are that's not the complete solution. Always think globally, think big, think systemically. So that so hormonal imbalances. What else? Psoriasis. Okay, that has been associated with an increased likelihood of other conditions such as cardiovascular disease, arthritis. There is a connection between arthritis and psoriatic arthritis, lymphomas, 
and geographic tongue. Those are all grouped together and, and are associated with each other. Allergies have been reported to be one of the predisposing factors for geographic tongue. Again, there's that allergy connection. It's that histaminic response. That's kind of the body overreacting to an allergen. Maybe that's what geographic tongue is. Geographic tongue uh, tends to occur in families. That I do see a lot. And, and that doesn't mean it's contagious. It just means that the family is, has a predilection to it. They're predisposed to it. So it probably is connected to a hereditary condition. But then it could, it could be that the family is predisposed to diabetes, for example. They, they, and that means they're, it could be something else that leads to the geographic tongue. Again, it's not clear. There are associations between geographic tongue and chronic granulomas um, or granulomatous disease. What does that mean? It's a group of hereditary disorders where the cells of the immune system are essentially unable to form kind of, it's a layer, it's a reactive oxygen compound that the, the immune system produces on the layer of skin, mostly inside the mouth, for example. And, and that layer, its function is to kill ingested pathogens. As you can imagine, this goes on in the mouth all the time because when the mouth opens, it's very susceptible to pathogens. Because it's not able to do that, this results in a formation of a very thick scarring layer. It's a granuloma. Actually, it's a granulomata. Essentially, it's a collection of immune cells that walls off the, the substance that the immune system is unable to eliminate. And that happens a lot in the mouth. So geographic tongue, maybe that's what geographic tongue is. It isn't, as far as we know, but it is associated with that. And maybe that's where the hereditary component lies. In other words, that's where it comes from. Another association or connection is geographic tongue with Down syndrome. I don't know what to say about that. I have a lot of patients with Down syndrome. I do know that a lot of them mouth breathe. So this could just be a connection between very dry mouth. There also is a connection, and again, this is controversial, but I've read some studies where dysbiosis of the gut microbiome is connected to Down syndrome, and that since that is related to the immune system, again, the gut microbiome is a huge role in overall immunity, maybe that's where that connection lies between geographic tongue and Down syndrome. Hard to say. And then one last thing, I'm just going to mention it. If you have Reiter's syndrome, this is a reactive arthritis. It's a disorder where there is inflammatory arthritis somewhere in the body, and it can actually trigger the immune system to the point where you're going to get geographic tongue. In other words, Reiter's syndrome is a proposed risk factor for geographic tongue. So let's talk about solutions now. That's important. I want to go over the home remedies of geographic tongue first, because most of them are palliative. And again, it doesn't treat the root cause. I would like to see you, or if you were my patient, I would I would try and get it to the point where you never see geographic tongue again. It, it is, it's not fun, and it's very unsightly. So let's go through that list. I, I kind of did a search on the web for all these home remedies. I hope I've captured all of them, because I know a lot of people will ask. So first is diet. And diet is important. Anything that's high in B vitamins is great for you. I'm going to get into that under the B vitamin section of this of this part of the podcast, the home remedy section. So dietary choices. Obviously, avoid spicy foods, tobacco products, 
That would be acidic fruits, highly sugary processed foods, obviously. And again, that's palliative. And, and that's fine. Go ahead. Vegetable glycerin was on the list. I was surprised. I don't like glycerin in my toothpaste or my mouthwash. And I think what they're trying to do here is to decrease the or lessen the effects of dehydration. Glycerin kind of rehydrates. It doesn't. Kind of gives you the sense that things are less dry. Aloe vera would be better essentially for that. But I wouldn't ignore that. If you want to rehydrate, there's no better way to do that than to start drinking you know, uh, water with minerals in it and and really do that properly. And you can look that up and everyone has an idea of how much water they should be drinking. Stay away from diuretics, of course. So, forget the vegetable glycerin. The next on the list was aloe vera. And again, palliative. Uh, I'm not against that. It doesn't cure geographic tongue, but it will soothe your tongue. And it's better for the other category, the previous one, which was dehydration. But again, it's better just to drink a lot of water. Again, that's always the cure for dehydration. Apple cider vinegar. Uh, I'm not against that. My wife and I do a little bit of that every morning to help the morning fast and to help uh, cleanse the liver. It's not a wonder liquid. It can restore pH levels in the mouth. I think water and baking soda is better for that if that's what you're after. You know, I've seen actually some of these pages recommending it because it fends off an infection and curbs it from spreading. Well, that's not what geographic tongue is, so ignore that. What else? Uh, fluid intake, we've talked about that. That's important. Again, palliative. Oil pulling. Okay. I'm all for oil pulling. It's great for kind of minimizing, uh, disorganizing the biofilm in the mouth. It can rehydrate. Uh, oil pulling may be a little, it's not going to solve geographic tongue, and it may be a little bit too much for geographic tongue. In other words, you may be more sensitive after you oil pull uh, for 15 minutes. So, not against it. Uh, just if it if it causes more sensitivity after you oil pull, then I would stay away from it while you have geographic tongue. But it does it's not a solution. A lot of websites talk about hydrogen peroxide. Oh my goodness, stay away from hydrogen peroxide. It is a, it is a strong oxidizer. There are connections between rinsing with it on a continual basis and oral cancer. I don't ever recommend hydrogen peroxide in the mouth. Unfortunately, that is one of the active ingredients for whitening gels. That's a different story. It's held up against the tooth in an isolated chamber, so to speak. That would be behind the tray, and that's on the tooth, hopefully not on the gum. But rinsing with it, it certainly is not going to help your geographic tongue. I think some people think hydrogen peroxide is this magical elixir that will just scour away, you know, the lesions on the tongue or or reverse gum disease. And it is not, in fact, it is quite dangerous on a, you know, if you use a lot of it. Mint, mint, mint leaves, I guess, the magic of mint. No, don't waste your time. If you want to take a little herbal mint tea, that's fine. Chewing on mint leaves is not going to help. Maybe it's maybe it's palliative, but there are probably many herbal teas that would help. It wouldn't just be mint. Vitamin B. Okay, so vitamin B is important. The ingestion of vitamin B. If you are deficient in a diet strong in vitamin B, or if you're not taking a B supplement, which I do recommend you do, then you will be prone to skin disorders and immune deficiencies. So I do recommend B. Some people have talked about a connection between B12 and geographic tongue, but Take take a B supplement. Make sure you are taking a B supplement if you're getting geographic tongue a lot. Find the best quality 
be supplement, you know, a combination of all the the, the right Bs uh, in the right percentages, uh, ratios to each other, and that will help a lot. That will help a lot, especially with stress. Zinc is interesting. Zinc was used a lot, I think, 10, 15 years ago for a common cold. You would use zinc swabs. You would suck on zinc tablets. There was a connection between loss of taste, loss of smell. I would be careful. Taking a zinc supplement and swallowing it is different than using it in the mouth. So I would take it as a supplement, but not use it directly for a long period of time directly on nasal or oral mucosa. So that that's kind of, I just wanted to talk about that because a lot of people are going to ask. Now I'm going to get into what my favorite solutions are for geographic tongue. Okay, so you've just been in the dentist. The dentist has recommended that you take an over-the-counter pain reliever like ibuprofen. That's if you have sensitivity with your geographic tongue. Maybe it's being prescribed just to reduce inflammation, mouth rinses with anesthetic, antihistamine mouth rinses, corticosteroid ointments or rinses, and then vitamin B supplementation. That's typically the recommendations you, you will get at a dentist. If you see a functionally-minded dentist, you're going to get more, and I'm going to get into that. Out of that list, I would only recommend vitamin B supplementation. Again, our environment diet cannot provide enough B vitamins. It's hard to get it via uh, via diet. So, definitely supplement with B vitamins. Everyone should be. Out of all the vitamins out there, vitamin B, K2, and D, those are probably, most physicians and dentists would agree, those are the important ones. All the others are, if you're living well, maybe you don't need them. So, so that's that's the list you're gonna you're gonna hear about the most. I'm gonna talk about a few other things here. So, back to causes. One was psoriasis. If you have psoriasis, you're gonna have to deal with that. I, I think, and from what I've read and and research and spoken to a lot of functional medical doctors, physicians, it's that gut microbiome connection to psoriasis. So, the solution to that is a prebiotic. You know, maybe antibiotic antibiotics in the beginning to reset the gut. Again, I'm not an expert in that, but get that in line. Find out about your gut microbiome. And again, the gut microbiome and the oral microbiome are connected. The oral microbiome feeds the gut microbiome. So, all of those have to be in order for you to fix psoriasis. Again, seek someone out, a functional provider, physician, and and get that figured out. Taking all the creams, corticosteroid creams and all that, again, you're just treating the signs and symptoms. If you get geographic tongue a lot, that's what you're going to have to do. Second cause was stress. And I would say this is the most common cause. And it's also a cause of psoriasis. It's the most common cause of geographic tongue. Again, it's 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 all connected. So, whatever you can do for stress. I always feel a little uncomfortable telling someone that they're stressed out and this is what they should do. This is a very personal thing. And stress is very personal. And how you deal with it and what you perceive as being stressful that's your department. That That is something you have to be open and honest with and address it. A book I would recommend is Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. I forget the author. He's a Stanford professor. It's probably 20 plus years old now. It's a great book. Everyone should read it, at least read certain chapters. And, and the gist of it is we are designed to deal with short-term stress. We are not designed, although the body lets us believe it is, we are not designed to deal with long-term stress. And there are so many things in modern life that essentially represent long-term stress. And a lot of it we're not aware of. So, that means big decisions sometimes and that's difficult to do. But 
again, short my short-term comment or solution to that is think big, make some big changes, identify your long-term stressors and deal with that. That would help psoriasis. It certainly would help geographic tongue. Now, if you're just getting geographic tongue once in a blue moon, maybe that's not necessary. Maybe you're doing fine, but that is important. My other recommendations, I have two more, dry mouth. Dry mouth, I think, can be a source of geographic tongue along with all the others, poor nutrition, poor diet, stress, and and maybe you're doing well with all of those, but the minute you get a dry mouth, the geographic tongue can appear because you're changing the moisture, the surface tension, the thickness or the nature of the biofilm of the tongue. Yes, the tongue has a biofilm. And when it continually dries out, for example, when you sleep at night, most of us, our mouths fall open and we wake up with a dry, sticky mouth in the morning. We think that's normal. We take a drink in the middle of the night. It's probably because when we wake up, because we're sleeping with our mouth open, we feel that dry mouth and we want to take a little sip. That's that's all connected to sleep and breathing with your mouth open, facial development. Uh, maybe you can't breathe through your nose. That would be you know congestion of the nose. It could be the the mechanics, the anatomy of your nose. All of that is very, very important. So if you cannot nose breathe, in other words, if you mouth tape at night, yes, I, I'm, that's what I mean, taping your mouth shut and the tape comes off in the middle of the night, that means you can't breathe your nose. Make sure you're able to breathe your nose. If you can't, fix that right away. You're going to have a lot of oral complications, not just geographic tongue, but gum disease, cavities, and, and, and much, much more if you have a dry mouth. And the, the, the main cause of that is breathing with your mouth open at night. So again, mouth taping. People that have geographic tongue and can mouth tape, I would recommend that they mouth tape. Hopefully, they can breathe through their nose. That forces you to breathe through your nose, and that keeps your mouth moist, less likely to get geographic tongue, assuming that everything else is in order. Again, if you have diabetes, uh, metabolic syndrome, you're not eating well, all of those things, you're stressed out, these are all things that can lead to geographic tongue. One last thing. So, the, the other thing is this is my best palliative solution, and that would be a hypertonic, I think it's called, or a supersaturated solution of salt water. And that is the best way to soothe the tongue, but it also helps it heal more quickly. And that's because hypertonic salt solutions help ulcerated tissues in the mouth, oral mucosa, to lay down more cells more quickly and to build up that layer again, that that thin orumucosa, which is thin for a reason, but it's also very, very vulnerable. And if you're sensitive with geographic tongue, that I think also will help. It may burn a little bit. It's, it's not unpleasant, but it certainly cleans up the tongue and it helps the healing, the cells to speed up the, the healing and laying down of tissue on the tongue. So, super saturated solution of salt water. That would be taking a warm glass of water and stirring salt high-quality salt, sea salt, uh, wet salt, kosher salt, but real salt, none of the manufactured stuff with iodine in it. And they add all sorts of things, bromine and real salt mixed into water until you can no longer dissolve it. In other words, you've put so much salt into the water, you'll see salt crystals in the bottom. It is super saturated. And just make one batch and you can rinse with it two, three, four, five, six times a day. That will accelerate healing of geographic tongue but it also will give you a palliative effect. So, 
So that you can also use a little baking soda and water as well to stabilize the pH in your mouth, especially if you're mouth breathing. So, and that with B vitamins is typically what I go to. I try and uh, identify other systemic issues, which I've talked about ad nauseum in this podcast, and and you know you know all about that now. So so there are other issues that contribute to geographic tongue. Whew. Okay, that is it for geographic tongue. I hope that gives you some idea uh, about what it looks like, you know, what the causes are, what to do about it. Uh, again, it's easily identifiable. People get it often. A lot of epigenetic, environmental, and hereditary factors. It's mostly going to be stress and our lifestyle and our diet and, and abusing ourselves. I mean, we, we like to do that. We think the body is capable of that. And it is, but we're paying a price that shows itself later. And if you're getting geographic tongue, take that as a sign that you are doing just that. And again, mouth taping, keep your mouth moist, B vitamins, salt water rinses, talk to your dentist, find a functionally minded dentist that will discuss all this with you. Ask your physician. They're going to not know much about geographic tongue, but explain to them that geographic tongue has all these connections. And if you are you know, just showing some insulin sensitivity, you're a little overweight, you're eating poorly, uh, you've got some arthritis. Think of all the things that are related to geographic tongue. Hopefully, I've, I've described that well for you in this podcast, in this episode, and have that conversation. Don't fall back to all the things that, that make the signs and symptoms go away. Stay away from steroids. Think about what I said and try that first. And if you have any questions, you can always uh, go to our website. There's a way to contact me there, and you can ask some questions. You know, if if listening to this makes you think of another question or something that's unique to you, I'd, I'd be happy to know about it and uh, reach out. So that is it on geographic tongue. A lot to talk about. I'm sorry it took so long. So that concludes another episode of Ask the Dentist. If you'd like to ask me a question for this podcast. For another episode, head to speakpipe.com slash askthedentist. If you have any further questions, of course, as I mentioned earlier, go to our website, askthedentist.com. Typically just, I mean, we have posts on Geographic Tongue, and, and then there is a link there where you can contact me. I try and get to all those emails. And if you're looking for a functional dentist, and that is what I am, that's how I think. It's not what my training was. I had to get that after dental school. We do have a list of doctors, of dentists that have a similar approach. And I would definitely recommend that you have a functional dentist. It'll save you time and uh, you'll have better oral health. Not only that, but better systemic health. So go to our directory on, on the website, askthedentist.com slash directory. Uh, that list is growing. We have about 150 international uh, functional dentists. And if you, if your dentist is a functional dentist and they're not on the list, please reach out to me. I would love to get them on the list. Trying to help as many patients, people with mouths and oral health issues, that's pretty much all of us, uh, as possible. So, again, that's to access a like-minded, you know, functionally-minded and trained dentist in your city or county. So, I really appreciate you listening and and hanging in there with me. Um, this is a real passion of mine, just explaining everything there is to know about oral health and giving you the real story, not only the real story, but the full story so that you are better at this, that you are more knowledgeable about oral health because oral health is so important and it's more than just about what happens in the mouth. It's also the connection to the body. You cannot achieve good overall 
systemic health without good oral health. I say that often. Sometimes I feel like I'm a broken, sounding like a broken record, but it's important. And, you know, I remind myself that too. Uh, You know, I'm a patient too, and I see a dentist as well. And it's something that we need to be reminded of daily. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to seeing and um, hopefully, you know, hear a question that you are wondering about in terms of oral health. So remember, go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist, ask away. I'm going to try and answer every single last one. Again, a lot of them are on geographic tongue. I hope this one answers all of those people that had that question. See you soon. Love you all and stay safe. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.